0: Hey everyone, welcome to There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osazé Shabazz. Each week, I talk about the difficult situations we face by peeling back the layers of politics, education, and culture. I want to start this podcast off by announcing and paying respect to the over half a million lives that have been lost due to COVID-19. I mean, the the only thing I can think about is just how truly unnecessary that this, a lot of this just didn't have to happen. I mean, I don't get the concept where people play politics with the lives of other people. I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. You know, when people vote for certain situations, laws and legislations, when it's, some things are just, it's a no brainer. Some things are just flat out the right thing to do. But yet we have to have debates on, you know, things like stimulus, financial protections, the vaccines, all this stuff, how this stuff is going to be distributed. We have to have debates. Do we really have to have debates on things like this? Five hundred thousand people have lost their lives. And see, and another thing that people don't understand is that when you look at that number, that does not count the amount of people that have been affected. Cause let's just let's just play devil's advocate. I mean, you know, let's keep this shit real. If five hundred thousand people have lost their lives, it's just let's just for sake of arguing that each of the lives that were lost, they had at least a mother and a father, you know, whether the mother, I know a lot of people say, you know, this is an elderly thing, but let's just say on average, each of those individuals at least knew two people in their lives. So when you look at, from that point of view, a minimum, so we're like, that's that's at least 1.5 million individuals that have been affected by the lost lives. And again, how unnecessary was this? How unnecessary? I mean, when you look at our political system that we have in place where one party literally holds up another party to keep them from doing the right thing. And this, I mean, this, this is some sick shit that we're going through. It's, it's one thing. Okay. We went through the Trump administration, this guy, yeah, he fucked everything up, but we, we can't say he did all of this by himself. It was like this way before, and I'm, I'm, now I'm off script because now I got on a tangent. But you know, even going back to the Obama administration where he didn't have control of the Senate, but yet the Senate purpose, Mitch McConnell, who was the majority leader at the time, well, his sole purpose was to make Barack Obama a one-term president. And then, when that didn't happen, his sole purpose was just to disagree with everything that the administration was going to try to put forward so their sole purpose was to just hinder everything, whether it was good or bad. one of the you know going back to the Obama administration, one of the things that he had in place, he was going to implement money for each state to improve their infrastructure. This would have been money that would have paved highways, um, put more, I guess, structure or uh, fortifications on bridges, improved the rail system, all types of stuff. This would have stimulated the economy through jobs. And this would have probably been something that would have lasted years, at least a good decade if they were to try to improve every road in this country. Every state just allocated, if they used the money properly, allocated resources to construct the highways, the bridges, the roads, everything. It would have worked. And the motherfucking Republicans, they sit there and they they put it aside. Now, what the irony part is, two or three months before Obama was getting ready to get out of office, then all of a sudden, these Republican governors started scrambling for that money because the money was still there. But their whole goal was that they're going to start the projects late into his term with the idea that there's a possibility that whoever goes into the next term, they'll give them the credit. It's the same thing in Georgia we had a governor, um, Roy Barnes. Roy Barnes changed the Confederate flag or took the Confederate flag off the state flag because a number of businesses indicated that they did not want to come to Georgia because of that flag. Okay, Roy Barnes led the coalition to get that flag changed. It happened. We got businesses such as Kia and a number of other businesses that came here. They broke ground to start building their factory. Okay, the next governor who defeated Roy Barnes because the voters, the a group of voters that rose up against Roy Barnes because he changed the Confederate flag, voted him out, but you know, I can't say they voted him out because people didn't show up to support Roy Barnes. But either way, the KiA plant gets started. The Kia plant is finished during the sunny Purdue term and Sonny Perdue takes credit for bringing Kia to Georgia. This is a type of bullshit that goes on with politics. So the question is, do Roy Barnes get credit because he changed the flag and Kia was in the process or Kia agreed to come to Georgia, but the building of the actual factory and the plant, and the first car that rolled out of the assembly line was doing the Sonny Perdue administration. So, of course, they spin it because the Democrats let them spin it, and Roy, I mean, excuse me, Sonny Perdue gets all of the goddamn credit. This is bullshit. This is And this is the same thing that we're going through with this COVID. Donald Trump purposely hindered COVID vaccine, vaccination, excuse me, I don't know why I have a problem with saying that word, but he has, he has hindered this from rolling out in a methodical method. And from there, now people are saying, you know, all his supporters, oh, it's, it was this mechanism or the Democrats weren't cooperating And the Democrats was hindering this because they wanted too much because, you know, you know, stupid ass humanitarian Democrats. They want to have, you know, stimulus checks to support people while they're going through these things or why they don't have jobs and all this type of dumb shit. Let me get off of that. Speaking of dumb shit, let's talk about the state of Texas. okay? Which is ironic because this is a state that was claiming that they can survive outside of the union. And now they're going through a natural energy crisis, which is ironic. The state of Texas, you know, the, you know, they sitting on the oasis of oil, but I mean, they set up their own grid without any federal intervention and look at this shit that's going on with them people are literally in 2021 freezing to death in the state of Texas, and you're thinking to yourself, "How do stuff like this in the United States happen?" I mean, you know, you 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 look at Texas, which is a red state, Republican everything. They hire a power company commission without no type of restrictions or no type of um, regulations. They let them set up the guidelines so that they can put anything in place. They set up faulty equipment so when they get, I guess, multiple cold days, the shit just goes haywire. Then the governor and the Republican state legislation, they blame green energy. They blaming the the solar power. They blaming the windmills. Of course, you know, the windmill companies like, fuck that, our shit didn't break down. This was all about the regulations of the power companies that the Republican Party allowed for them to come into the state with no mandate, with no oversight, no restrictions, and they let them set this shit up. I mean, this I mean this is, is, is pathetic. How, and I'm, it's like wh- why haven't people gotten to the point where they're saying, the Republican party do not give a damn about people. Surely everybody in the state of Texas is not a Republican. I refuse to believe that this country, the majority of people in this country have a Republican mindset. I don't believe that. And I don't believe that for the state of Texas. And see the problem is with even with all of the restrictions and all this type of bullshit, that the Republicans put in place. This still cannot stop people from voting and having their voice in government. And I've always stated, everything starts at the local level. This is a prime example of Texas state level that implemented all of these guidelines, these power companies, and they got the state all fucked up. Even like with Flint, Michigan, with the water system, Republican, cutting corners, skimping on regulations and the water system is all messed up. Texas, their water system is all messed up. One of the things that I observed was how democratic leadership from other states have gone to the state of Texas, which is a blood red state and have assisted with the recovery. You know, it shows, you know, when I think about somebody like Governor Abbott, where he flat out refused to acknowledge the electoral college results and refused to acknowledge that Joe Biden was the president-elect at the time and, you know, how Ted Cruz or other state legislators voiced their, you know, I guess their opinions in regards to the, the results of the election. But yet, in an act of being presidential, Joe Biden, he declared a state of emergency and indicated that we're going to get Texas fixed. Because Joe Biden is the president of these United States. People fail to realize that states like New York and California, they're all fucked up right now because the White House under the Trump administration, they turned their back on them because he didn't win those states. So because he didn't win those states, he pretty much just said, fuck them. I mean, as president of the United States, he's like, I'm not even going to acknowledge them. I'm not even going to pay attention to them. So fuck their government and fuck the people. And now those two particular areas, they're having some serious disastrous results, particularly from COVID. I mean, let's talk about California, the state of California, where. A number of the small business owners are now signing a petition to have the governor removed from office. As of this recording, I think they had like 1.7 million individuals. I don't know how many they have to have to get the petition going, but evidently they either have that number or they're close to that number. Because California has this law that if they get enough individuals to sign a petition... They could have the governor removed and then have another election and put another person in the governor's place. Governor Gavin Newsom is in a situation where people don't agree with how he has handled the covid situation, which the main thing was he shut the state down. A lot of small businesses have basically succumbed to this. Now, one of the things that I feel that California is at fault for is these predatory lending places. Going back, I forget the young lady's name. I had mentioned her in a previous podcast. She was the lady that was killed during the insurrection. She was from San Diego, um, Air Force veteran, San Diego. She had a pool cleaning business. To my understanding, voted for Obama two times, but she wanted to vent her frustration and she made way from San Diego, California, all the way to Washington, D.C. to join the insurrection. Unfortunately, she I guess she was in a place where she was not supposed to be at and she was shot and killed. But the story was that her business was going under and she was aggravated because it was believed that she took out a business loan to get keep her business afloat, and she was paying an interest rate, to my understanding, it said like 160%. And I'm like, what? Shit. I didn't even know the interest rate could go that high. 160% interest rate. See, something like that, that's like saying... I'm saved, but you know, deep inside, you're not. You just, you maintaining. You are basically able to stay afloat, but you know, eventually, you're not gonna be able to survive that. And see, that's where the state of California failed that woman. It's not just saying the federal government didn't hand out proper regulations and guidance for COVID, because they didn't. The Trump administration purposely turned their backs on states like California, New York, any other blue state. I mean, hell, Georgia is a red state, but when Georgia sent two Democrat senators or Georgia didn't comply to the president's demand to recount, to recount, and to recount votes. And then he actually said, just give me some votes. When Georgia did not submit to those commands, he flipped on them. What's well, the same thing? It's the same thing that California went through. And the irony is that with the recall of the governor, this led coalition to have a recall is by Republicans in the state that voted for the Trump administration that voted for the Trump administration on how they're handling the COVID release, but they are agitating and growling up these small business owners to say, it's the governor. I mean, so it's, i mean this oh gosh man you know hey you know my heart goes out to california my heart goes out to anybody that has a small business and they're trying to cultivate that especially your livelihood your dream and it goes under for something for something like this you're thinking that you know you dotted your i's you crossed your t's everything is rolling you're looking at In one year, you know, you start a let's say you start a business in 2016 or sometime, and you're like, okay, things are going well. And then somebody says, okay, this thing called COVID comes along and you're like, what the fuck is COVID? And then before you know it, it hinders your business to the point where the governor says, We got the only way we can combat this, we gotta shut it down. Because states like California and New York, those are Those are, I guess, how can I put it? They are like, and I guess Texas, they are like immigration hotspots. So pretty much, it's like to keep the population from dying, he had to shut the state down. But from a business point of view, that person is like, well, shit, you killing me. Then, of course, the Republicans in Washington they are not giving up stimulus money, the, the adequate amount that is needed to keep people afloat because people fail to realize, again, previously mentioned in a previous episode, Republicans do not want large amount of stimulus checks to go out because they don't want the small businesses to be saved. It is their goal to have small businesses Because they receive money from major corporations. See, the small business owners in California throughout this country do not understand the Republicans' sole purpose is to support major corporations. Major corporations lobby with Republican parties to keep them from submitting monies that will help a small business owner. Because for every small business owner or for every small business, there's a major corporation that is out there that sees that business as a threat. People fail to realize it. Once upon a time, McDonald's, which started out just as a milkshake company, is now McDonald's corporation. It can happen to anybody. Anybody can start... Some type of small business and it can catch on, and before you know it, it's blazing, it's in competition with some other major corporation, and they don't want that. Another thing that's going on the Supreme Court ruled against Donald Trump that he has to reveal his taxes. What was interesting is the Supreme Court justices voted unanimously that he must reveal his taxes to a Manhattan district attorney's office who basically have been investigating Trump for several years Um, due to him, I guess being untouchable while he was president of the United States. I mean, according to the Manhattan district attorney, Donald Trump has written off millions of dollars in losses while at the same time paying As little as I think it said his first year in office, he paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. This motherfucker paid less than me. And I will let you in on a secret. I am not a billionaire. And it was believed that the last three years he didn't have to pay nothing, which, of course, that's less than me. Then also it was believed that he's paid an astronomical amount in, consult- in consulting fees. I mean, and it was believed that he paid his daughter at least $25 million for consultation fees, and she's not a consultant. We really don't know what the fuck she'd do. But he paid her $25 million. I mean, so, you know, it's interesting to see where this is going to go. You know, I, I, do I believe they gonna, he going to go broke? No, I mean, I don't believe in that. But do I believe they gonna, they, he going to feel a pinch? Oh, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Um, Merrick Garland at this time, he's up for um, the attorney general of the United States. He's, I guess he's going before the Senate. I had posted on Facebook what would be the irony if Merrick Garland is appointed Attorney General of the United States. Because you got to remember, back in 2016, Barack Obama nominated Merrick Garland to be a Supreme Court justice. The the Senate, which was controlled by the Republicans indicated that it was not fair for obama who was still president but in his last year to appoint someone to the supreme court when in fact there might be a possibility of him losing his office which eventually he did to donald trump and then of course trump went on i forget i can't even remember um who Trump, I forget the guy, I I could picture him in my head, the the one that they jammed up and looked like he was crying. But either way, um, they did this. So now here's Merrick Garland now on the possibility of being Attorney General of the United States. And I posted on Facebook, okay, payback is a bitch. I'm on a number of groups, including my own for this podcast. There's a system to this madness. Look it up when you get a chance. But anyway, what I found interesting is that something about white people that when you say payback, somehow they get they get a little bit nervous. When people start talking vindiction and payback and setting things right. Last but not least, with you know, let's talk about the school year. One of the things that caught my attention is why are not why are American school teachers in the first tier of COVID shots? I found out that only 28 states have teachers being vaccinated in the first tier you know the other day i went to a dermatologist and the whole office had been vaccinated and i mean don't get me wrong i'm i'm happy for this i'm glad about this but i just don't think a dermatologist office is more important than school teachers. And it seems like there's more emphasis on opening up bars than there is opening up schools. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to realize that until schools are stabilized, society in this country won't be. And for those parents that are indicating that they need help or they're waiting for the Biden administration to sort things out, It's <laughs> you're crippling your kids. In fact, I would go as far as to say, if you know of a parent that child did not open up a book or learn any type of lesson today, Shame on that parent. Shame on them. Because when they're sitting there saying, we're going to wait till things get settled, you you have to realize next week is March. April, May, school is out. So this whole school year, pretty much what you're really indicating is that your child did nothing. So pretty much your child really From a credit point of view, they really have repeated their grade. Sad to say that they're pretty much, they're going to pass them. I've always predicted that the children in this year, the next year, they're going to pass them along. The sad part is they're not going to be prepared to do nothing. You pretty much won't see the results of a new school system format until pretty much the kids that are going into the ninth grade next year. They're going to be the ones that are going to benefit from a new format. But these kids for, you know, the class of 21 and the class of 20, you know, the juniors that are getting ready to become seniors and all that, they're just going to push them through. Now, if you are a parent, it's up to you to decide, whether or not you want your child to be pushed through or whether or not you want your child to gain education. But in my opinion, from the school system point of view, they're too far behind. They're sinking too deep. There's no way that they're going to be able to resuscitate all these kids. So the most common thing is they're just going to pass them along. All right, guys, thanks for listening to There's a System to This Madness podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe. To continue the discussion that we had today, make sure to check out our Facebook page. See y'all next week.